0: It is Tuesday, November 1st. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Monday Night Football wraps up week eight in the NFL.
1: And another day we've got to wait for game three of the World Series. Here comes the Vegas truth.
0: This is straight
1: out of Vegas.
0: We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day.
1: Cleveland Browns handled their business. 32-13 winners over the Bengals in an AFC North matchup. World Series Game 3 rained out. It will be played tonight. And Maction, baby. It's here. Early week college football. What is the Vegas lead?
0: It's going to be Monday night football wrapping up week eight in the NFL in a result that might not be surprising to some, but I think the manner in which it played out, A.J., was certainly surprising. The Cleveland Browns defeat the Bengals 32-13. Now, Browns beating the Bengals as a three-point dog not that surprising. Division right. rivals, underdogs win all the time. The ass whooping that the Cleveland Browns put on the Cincinnati Bengals last night, that was surprising.
1: Yeah, and Joe Burrow looking like basically Russell Wilson. Uh not not like old school Russell Wilson like, <laughs> like 2022 Russell like, Wilson. Let's ride. Russell L- Wilson? Let's ride, Russ. Uh that's new as well. This was a, a pretty terrible performance overall from the Bengals and Kudos to the Browns, who have been a really bad defensive team this year, mm-hmm. showed up and and had a big day and uh and and you know shut down the Bengals. Joe Burrow continues to struggle against the Bengals.
0: Joining us this morning, Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest. Fezz, when you started to handicap this game. Obviously, it was much different when we recorded the Dream Pod because we didn't know about Jamar Chase. We sure. find out Jamar Chase is out. Your adjustment on this game based on that information?
2: Yeah, one and a quarter points. So wow, that much. Yes, I, I really think he, that he's critical. And you know, it was interesting. Is that the market did a collective? We don't care. They, it, this this game was three and a half when Chase was announced out. Line went down to three. Well, went right back up to three and a half, and. and Oftentimes we hear all oh, sharp money. There's sharp money on the Bengals. No, there's money. There was money on the <laughs> Bengals. the difference between sharp money and money. But you know, what was, it would be easy to say, "Well, they really missed chase." You know, they got shut out in the first half. But what was really, really an issue here? It's eleven nothing. Cleveland gets the ball to start the second half. Drive down the field, touchdown. Cleveland gets the ball back. Drive down the field, another touchdown. I mean, the yeah. Bengal defense, just a no, no show. show.
1: I, and I'll say this this is something that I noticed with the Bengals and this was the the main crux of their problems early in the season was their downfield passing game was non-existent early on and last night they didn't run the ball too much like they had early in the season but there were so many passes behind the line of scrimmage little screen passes tr- trying to turn small things into big things when the success the Bengals have had the, the prior two, three games was going downfield. And I get you don't have your biggest downfield weapon. He's not your only downfield weapon. That's, well, they
0: had Web T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. These are weapons. I think the short passing game, it's it's their version of the running game. It
2: doesn't work. Something's up with Tyler Boyd because his here's a guy, his usage should go up with um Chase out and yet he drops from 65 and a half down to like 59 and a half in terms of his lined number I don't did he he, he go under Yeah he just, like,
1: everybody went yeah. Everywhere yeah, on the it's, Bengals
2: it's, but 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 the fact that he's getting bombed under when the number 1 wide receiver is out makes me very concerned is Boyd 100% healthy is um I know that stripes were all over Boyd under
0: Yeah, Boyd went under. Uh, Everyone went under. Boyd finished with 38 receiving yards. uh, Higgins, 49. Joe Burrow just had no time to throw. That was also the biggest issue. This revamped offensive line, which had played well for a couple of weeks, just could not stop Miles Garrett and the Cleveland Browns. And I know that this is like, I think they said on the broadcast last night, it was like the fifth game that Garrett and Clowney had played together. Hmm. But it wasn't like Clowney was constantly showing up in the backfield. It was... Taki Taki, which is just fun Great to say. Name. Just it's fun to say. Bricky he was Taki Taki. Sione Taki Taki was just in the backfield, and Miles Garrett had himself an absolute field day.
1: And the Bengals could not get anything going on the ground against his team at all. And I've said before they were running the ball too much. If you were going to ever go out and try to run the ball, do it against his Browns team. That's literally the worst team in the league against the run. Bengals ten carries, thirty six yards last night. What? Do you, how? What? If you can't run on this team, who can you run on? Why even? Why? Why are you paying a running back?
2: Well, to be to be fair, oftentimes we hear, "Why didn't they run the ball more?" Well, it was eighteen yeah, nothing. know, to start the third quarter. But you, so you know what? Didn't...
1: It it would. It was zero zero halfway into the second quarter. Like this was a game that they should they they would have had an opportunity to establish the run. They weren't chasing the entire game. It feels that way. They were chasing from mid-second quarter on, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of game with a neutral game script mm-hmm. where they got nothing done and on the
2: ground. Bengals got into the red zone not once, I think twice, right? And they didn't, didn't yep. get anything. And, in. That's the thing.
1: They, and you know what? L- I want to make an edict right now. Uh-huh. No one on this earth is ever allowed to compare Evan McPherson to Justin Tucker again. <laughs> if you if you start to think, you know Justin Tucker was the best, but that Evan McPherson's past stop. Mm-hmm. I know I
2: heard I was driving. I heard I heard the um, missed, the extra they, point. The missed guy, the I heard the guy say oh, they must have gone for two, you know because no. stuck on six. By the way, that that missed extra point, seemingly insignificant missed extra point, but wait a minute. 32-13. what's that up that up to
1: forty five. What was the closing total? Uh, it, well, I guess it depends on your book, but somewhere between forty four and forty five. yeah, it was it was like most books had forty five.
2: Bookmaker had forty four and a half. William Hill had forty five and a half. I'm gonna I may say an extreme. we we talk all the time about have lots and outs. lots and lots of outs. You won't win if you don't have lots of outs. Here's an example. If you bet over at post, you should have won.
0: Mm, if sure. you bet
2: under at post. You should have won.
0: Depending on where you were betting at. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. So now, how do we look at this Bengals team moving forward? Next week, they're home against the Panthers. All of a sudden, do we think they get right against the Panthers? Because, you know, I'll tell you what, Carolina looked pretty good against Atlanta on Sunday, and now I'm starting to have concerns about this Cincinnati team. It's not like the Jamar Chase absence just snuck up on them. I assume they knew – all week that he wasn't going to play in this game. Oh,
1: listen, everybody said after the Ravens game, the Bengals are starting this five game stretch of cupcakes. And it was Saints, Falcons, Browns, Panthers, Steelers. They're two and one through that. Ooh, cupcakes. If they end up, I know Fez, settle down. Mm-hmm. If they end up going four I and one, in fo- four <laughs> if for they end up going this. four and one through that stretch, the Bengals have to feel like it's a success. Even sure. though to, the, the, the game last night certainly feels nothing like a success to go four and one through that stretch of the season. They'd have to feel pretty good.
0: I don't feel good though. Laying the points with the Bengals against the Panthers. Is it just, do we just bank on a bounce back Fez or is this a spot where you really have to consider maybe taking Carolina as a dog?
2: I don't like the short week bounce backs. I don't like the Monday night Mm. team and, you know, and against their division rival, that's not um, that's not a team I want to invest in with short week and
1: and this team the Bengals I think we can look at them a lot in the same way light that we look at the Rams if the Bengals play against a team that has a competent pass rush they're going to have a hard time.
2: Oh, I like this
1: analogy the, the, yeah. because that's what we've seen this with the Rams. It has yeah. been like clockwork. The Rams play a team that can rush the passer. The Rams stink. The Rams play a team that can't get after the passer. Oh, the Rams' offense is right. I'm glad you brought. I think the Bengals are the same thing. I'm glad you brought up
2: the Bengals and the Rams because I um I've officially eliminated everyone from Super Bowl contention other than five teams. There's only five teams that can win. The Buffalo Bills, uh, the uh, Buffalo Bills, (laughs)
1: the Buffalo Bills, (laughs) the Buffalo Bills, (laughs) and the Bills of Buffalo. Philadelphia Eagles. The the, the
0: Bills (laughs) Bills are the top four, and then the Eagles are
1: the fifth. Uh, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. Raven, and Ravens,
0: Ravens. No. Ooh. See, I thought he would have the Ravens especially S- with Seahawks, them getting huh? 49ers. 49ers. I like it. Okay. Forty 49ers yeah.
2: are are officially in the Ravens. Nah, the Ravens aren't.
0: They're dead. Although they, they're they, dead. they they've been they, they just acquired Roquan Smith, right? No, yeah, they're getting better. That's a big deal.
2: At, it's red light, green light. They've been eliminated.
0: Okay. Yes. Fine. I like what you said about the 49ers I actually tweeted out uh on Sunday. I thought you'd be proud of me said Christian McCaffrey is worth more than one point. End of discussion.
1: Mm. <laughs> so are you saying you've officially eliminated the, the Las Vegas Raiders now?
2: Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let me give you a prop bet. So Buffalo, Philly against the field. Uh, I'll make Buffalo, Philly minus 120. I'll make the field even money. Who are you taking?
1: I'll, I'll take Buffalo, Philly. I will take Buffalo, Philly.
2: Feel, feels like you go all the way up to like minus like 140. At what point would you say? 140
1: is probably the breaking point for That's me. That's about
2: it. They So you feel – it's it's they're the clear favorite, but not a monster favorite.
1: I think if you said Buffalo by themselves, what's 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 their price right now? Two twenty five.
2: Think of, think about this. So you're you're saying you think Buffalo's fit, close to 50-50. I feel like Buffalo's plus, like. When well, yeah. was the last time you got a baseball team that was that you thought should be favored plus two twenty five? You don't. I agree. I agree with you. And I think what what's driving that is just it's such a long season and you're one job you're. you're your one Josh Allen injury, but away. doesn't
1: he feel like the least likely quarterback in the league to get injured?
2: No, because he runs like like a madman, and he could get he could get. I feel like or, he's
1: never even been bruised. He's like a, he's like the guys who hit him are the guys who get hurt. He's a tank. <laughs> That's a good question. Who what, and what, he's been sliding. What, like, what quarterback is like the least
2: likely to get injured? It seems, you know you're looking through the whole group, and you kind of feel like I don't know Kirk Cousins. I will go Cousins.
1: He's pretty durable, uh, but. Yeah, Josh Allen's pretty high on the list of guys yeah. you feel like he, he's, he doesn't have a problem taking it's, some it's hits. It's funny
2: they used to say that about Cam Newton, and then That's like, true. all of a sudden he was out of the league with injuries. Yeah,
1: and his career was shortened. He, well,
2: he was, wasn't out of the league, but he should have been.
1: His career was shortened, but there was a, a good stretch in his prime where he was as durable as anybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about the upgrades, though. Okay, so you mentioned the 49ers, and I, I like I said, I, I said Christian McCaffrey's worth more than a point. Uh, I think you'd agree with me. That he's worth more than one point to a, a spread. I think he, he he makes all the difference now in the world for this forty nine. ers
2: and team. not just an asset. Here's a guy's, like you got to FedEx me that um, the, the playbook. I got to study it on my plane ride over. As opposed to I got to say goodbye to my stripper friends before I like I, I, before, right. before, I before I board here. What do you don't bother me. I'll be hung. You know I'll, I'll I'll be like inebriated when I get on the plane. Here's a guy ready to go, and that's the type of guy that makes everybody around him better.
0: Uh, so now i think he makes all the difference in the world for this 49ers team. Uh, I like them to win that division. Even though they are behind Seattle right now, I'd still bet on the 49ers to win that division. 49ers -175. I
2: think there's solid value. I mean, the NFC me, Seattle's a nice little story, but they're going to they're going to go 9 and 8.
1: That's tough for me because i i agree that i don't think Seattle is you know, I, I, I still think San Francisco's better than Seattle. But they keep winning games. And the, the the games that they've lost, I mean, they did lose to the 49ers, which puts them a little bit behind the eight ball there. Uh, They, they keep winning games. Now, that said, if you if you go through and look at their wins, you're not going to find a win that makes you go, "Oh, look at this. Mm. Uh, the Chargers win is their best win. I don't know what people think about the Chargers now. The rest are Broncos, Lions. Cardinals, Giants, so they don't have like a top level win, but their schedule won't require them to have many top level wins.
2: And they have that really nice home field that's going to only get bigger as they're in contention. I,
1: I agree. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think Seattle's good. I, I, think they may be a little better than nine and eight. I, I think Seattle's a playoff team, especially in a diminished NFC. I, I think. They, so if I set the
2: over under at nine, you would bet over.
1: I think I'd bet over. I'd bet under. Okay. You, you think they could go eight and nine? Oh yes. You're talking three and six down the stretch? That's
0: tough.
2: We- All right. I'll, you know what? You, you talked me into it. I'll make it nine and a half. Okay. Good, I, 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 you talked me into
0: it. Wow. You know, it's – I have to pause here. Why? Because I, I got the line right here in front of me. Okay. What do we – got? What, it's, <laughs> it's, I got the pr- line. It's
2: probably eight and a half juice to the over. It's eight and a half. Because you know why it's eight and a half? This is, great. For, this is it's a great. It's point. a sucker bet. But it's po- No, it's not a sucker <laughs> bet. It's a, eight and a half. It's half a, minus a double bet by the book. Here's what's going on. Here's why it's eight and a half. By the way, we did a pod where I gave out a best bet on Seattle over six. How's that
1: looking? That's looking good.
2: Yeah, I think I think, th- I I think, think we're going to cash.
1: You know what? We're we're now one win away from at least a push. Remember, we said they got to go
2: two and nine for That's us it. To, to, yeah, to lose. Yeah. Um. Here's what's going on. So last week, I know Seattle's over under was eight. All right. And they were playing a game that was close to pick them. So that's half a win. They Mm -hmm. got 1.0 wins. So we're going to take that 8 and make it 8.5. And And what the bookmaker, the mistake that they're making, in my opinion, is that they're not raising Seattle's power rating. Because not only do they get that half a win, but now it becomes more likely they win more games going forward.
0: Okay, so... So I
2: like the over 8.5, minus 120. In fact, I'll make that my best... Bet for SOVAM.
0: Oh, I love it. Thank you. That's four more wins on the schedule. And uh just looking at the home games that they'll have Bucks, Raiders, Panthers, 49ers, Jets, and Rams.
2: Boy, those that Jets and uh, the Rams, those are a lot of games that look difficult. Two weeks ago, it looks so bad, <laughs> yeah. no more.
0: And then road games, they'll be at the Cardinals, at the Rams, and at the Chiefs yeah. for the rest of the season. So I
2: like that we they, they get at the Chiefs. They weren't going to win anyway, so just get that one out of the way.
0: Yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty good here. Um, how much have you elevated? Uh, let's let's go through all these teams now. So how much have you elevated the 49ers?
2: 49ers, two points.
0: Two points. Since the beginning of the year. And Seattle? Five. Five points. Oh, is that your biggest adjustment on the season?
2: You know, it sure. Let's look at Philly. Philly's five and a
0: half. Why were you so low on Philly before the season?
2: Because I bet you that they wouldn't be aligned at nine and a half. Yeah, I guess you were. And and I lost. Anyone who missed this, so I, 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 I I emphatically told Scott, Scott, there will never be a book that has Philly favored to win over nine and a half between now and the beginning of the season. I'll bet you three hundred dollars. (laughs) Scott says it's a bet, and they flips over his laptop, and Philly was like over nine and a half minus one twenty-five already at a book. Like, so I lost the bet three seconds after I made it.
0: Yeah. And we, we, we also bet. Close Philly. 10. And
2: you were directionally yeah. right as well. It wasn't an aberration.
0: We also bet that. Uh you said Miami would have more wins than Philly, All right, that's and like, I took Philly.
2: That's like Hulk Hogan when he puts his music on in grand stand <laughs> on the <show>. grandstand. <laughs> Just <laughs> take the shirt <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you hurt my pride <laughs> and you hurt my thoughts. I want to be an American. Uh, okay. All right. The other adjustments here. Let's talk about this now. Grandstand I, let's, talk about,
1: let's talk about the Raiders. How much have you downgraded the Raiders? Because I know you were higher than everyone on them. Half a point. Just half a point. It's got to be. The Begin- off- since said- the
2: beginning of the year. Since last I- week. Two points.
1: Okay, because this was a team you were like, their offense can score on anyone. And then, of course, they lay the biggest egg of eggs offensively against the Saints. So it's like the bad news
2: bears, too. Like like what, like what the pitcher sucks. And he's like, what do you expect? No rosin, stinking field, no warm-ups. And Kelly Leak stares him in the eyes and says, "Bull crap, <laughs> Bull no, crap. Bullshit. You know, it's like you told me you could pitch. Raiders, you told me you could play. I don't care yeah. about it. I don't care about the flu. Not today, friends. By the way, they're spending the week in Clearwater, Florida to clear their minds and hopefully have a kumbaya moment before they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're home in Florida when Jacksonville is still in the
1: air flying back from London. I, a, t- a game that I'm curious about the, uh, the adjustments you made off the Cowboys and the Bears game because it feels like the cowboys deserve to be upgraded by yeah. a point pollard's better than zeke uh, I, you know what i i agree directionally the difference is you your your playbook's limited with pollard in there because pollard can't, can't pass protect yep. and with zeke when zeke's on the field you can run every play in the playbook when pollard's on the field it's like Okay, you can run this sixty percent of the place. Good, so, run those six. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that might that might be the move. <laughs> he, he's pretty good. <laughs> so but I was imp- I've, I've been impressed the last couple weeks with Justin Fields. And I I there's probably now, egg on my face because I said Justin Fields was right there with Zach Wilson as the worst quarterback in the league. Justin Fields is so much better than Zach Wilson.
2: So I upgraded the Bears offense. Unfortunately, I downgraded their defense more, so the
0: net effect was a minus. Well, you have to a half. downgrade them yeah. even more now. With they, they got rid of their two best tacklers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, made-
1: well, and that is that's another thing. Much like Carolina, where they're trading away players, and it feels like they're kind of they're deciding this season isn't their season. That seems what the Bears are doing, and and it's yeah. it's been in a couple weeks where the Bears have been more competitive than they were early in the season. Now they're trading away their best pieces. It just feels odd to me. And it makes me generally less bullish on the Bears uh, when the way they've played makes me want to say, look, I kind of like what the Bears are doing. But the fact that they are sellers right now is a turnoff to me, especially
0: when it's a defensive head coach. That is now selling off his best defensive players. Well, you like, know that he's not making that decision. It's probably coming from above, mm. and he can't be happy about that.
2: Well, they get the Miami Dolphins. They don't have any weapons, so they'll be okay. This. Oh no.
1: No, yeah. the Miami
0: the, Dolphins the, the, have uh, a couple of weapons. Yeah, root for of some weapons. bad weather in
2: in Chicago. That's another Might team. Be some weather this week.
1: That's another team. How have you how have you adjusted the Miami Dolphins?
2: Miami, I like this. They've been going up and down. Um. Where are they? I have them at one point downgrade, actually.
1: From this week? From, from the beginning of the oh, year. Oh, from the beginning of the year.
2: From the beginning of the I'll year. I'll be honest. I always, I, yeah.
1: I think with— No
2: change on this game. I thought I thought final score representative, they're laying four, they win by four.
1: I think when you see Tua with this offense, it, they, there's just something that Teddy Bridgewater, as good of a backup as he is, mm-hmm. is just something he doesn't have. clearly. And it's a—like, they, they have done such a great job— and there were people who literally said Tua can't play quarterback in the NFL. Won't and, be able to get the ball to Tyreek. Yeah, it seems like he's he's got it figured out. Jalen Waddle, he and he's got he's got that figured out. Like I love the Waddle dance. I do too. Yeah, I the, love peng- it the more little than... penguin dance. That's it that's is good. Tremendous. I, I just feels like Tua. It, I mean, if if it weren't for Geno Smith and what he's done, Tua's exceeded
0: expectations probably more than anybody else in the league. I will also say this, and the trade deadline in the NFL we have to mention is later this afternoon. If the Dolphins pull off a trade for Kareem Hunt to put in that backfield, it elevates them offensively because they're not getting much out of their running game. And you put a guy that is as capable as Kareem Hunt now in that backfield, I think the Dolphins even get better.
1: Hurts for Philly. Got to give him the more. Base. You think he's exceeded expectations more than those
2: guys? Oh, yeah, it feels by like to your, me, by by a significant amount.
1: But Hertz was good last year,
2: yeah. But I still had him below average quarterback, I <laughs> got him number five. Maybe okay, I'm too low. I
1: mean, yeah, I, I feel like Hertz, there was some flashes last year that said this guy can be the real deal. There were people who were, re- I mean, people had already long given up on Geno Smith. And there were people who were already giving up on Tua coming hey, in. Someone
2: this explain year. to me how you can be like a quarterback for like a top program and struggle at times, and then you can go to the NFL and suddenly be really, really good.
1: That's a good question. I, I mean, how,
0: where are we saying he
2: struggled? Well, I mean, Tua was a clear up, upgrade at Alabama. Right? Well, that's
0: just because Tua was had a, that di- good, a yeah. different dynamic to the offense. It, mm, it was yeah. all about really, I mean, you know, Hurts. Why didn't
2: Hurts have that same dynamic? I mean, he had the receivers.
0: Maybe Hertz was – it was just to run that offense, maybe. It's and, all and, about and, what offense and you're and at the time, in. At the time, at I mean, Phillies put him in the position also, to succeed. Also, yeah. at the time, was it, that was Sarkeesian's offense, yep. right, at Alabama? Yeah. And so, at the time, Sark probably felt that Tua had a better, yep. better read of his offense. And by the way, you know, okay, Jalen Hurts gets benched in, in, you know, the first half of the championship game and Tua comes in and saves the day. If that doesn't happen – you know, does Tua start the following year, or does Jalen Hurts even uh, mm, transfer? It's a like, good point. it's just one game. One game it happened. They made a great decision to go to Tua in a championship game, and it worked out for them. And then, listen, Jalen Hurts was pretty decent in Oklahoma as well. You, so. you, you know,
2: we're talking NFL, but I got a Saban for an old guy. He is tremendously um, willing to try new things. I still remember like against Clemson doing an unexpected onside kick. Yeah. You know, who has the balls to do that? Like, like, hey, I've got this. I've had this dominant defense for eight years, but they're not going to stop Clemson today. So we're going to onside kick it. Who
1: has the equity that they can get away with that if it doesn't work? That's a good point. That's yeah. that's what yeah. it's all about. Him and the Affleck. One, one more uh, one more team I want to ask you about, uh, Fez. What what you what you made of them this week? It's a team we've asked you about a lot, and you, you keep saying they stink. They stink. The Minnesota Vikings. Do they still stink? They stink Okay.
2: <laughs> five no. times in the red zone. Five touchdowns. So, game should be heading to overtime right now against Arizona. They win by eight. You know what? We're going to make our money. In fact, we're going to make our money. Here's a free pick right now. We're going to bet the Washington Commies. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yes. Plus three and F against your ultra-public Minnesota mm. Vikings. I've seen this movie before. How many times do we have to go to the well? Can't we just pass? No, the Vikings are a terrible. Like, road favorite, historically- Like, like I've done this. I've seen this movie again and again. When I've heard all that, this is the year the Vikings are really good this year, and then they go and get crushed at San Diego or someplace else. I mean, they've they've been doing this since the early two thousands.
1: With Washington's win over, I know they're not San Diego anymore, Scott. How long before Frank Reich is out of a job? I mean, do they let him finish the year? I mean, that loss felt like that's the kind of loss where if you get fired the next day, no one's surprised. It's,
2: it's kind of like, remember the movie Flight, where where they're they're blaming Whip, you know, for for the plane crashing. Yeah. He's like, no, you put me into. A, I know he was on cocaine, so there was that. Yeah. But he's like, no, you put me in a broken plane, and I right. managed to land the thing in a in a farm field and only kill four people. It's kind of like, you know, you 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 gave me like the over over the hill Phillip Rivers, and he had, I got him through a capable year. You know, you you gave me a guy that's already been benched in um, um, Matt Ryan. No, the other guy between
1: no oh, Carson Wentz.
2: There we go. He's yeah, already been benched in his new venue. You've given me a bunch of st- Andrew Luck retired. You give me a bunch of stiffs to to quarterback.
1: Well, and, then is it is Chris Ballard fired the GM? Like I mean, somebody's something's got to change. Sometimes
2: in it's just like a series of unfortunate events that just just keep plaguing an airplane or an or a um, an NFL team.
0: Yeah. I got one more team to ask about the Atlanta Falcons. How much have you upgraded them? What's your opinion on them? Right now, they are in sole possession of first place in that NFC South. The Bucs are still the favorite to win that division at minus 135.
2: Yeah, I downgrade the Falcons a half for the performance. Everyone's talking about the the end game. What a crazy end game that was. Sure. But end of the first half. One of the worst bad beats you'll ever have. If you had Carolina first half? Carolina's up 10-7. They're the underdog. Threw a pick six with like 30 seconds left. Mm. That um, So there's seven free points for Atlanta. I do have Atlanta. Uh, two and a half points better than when the year started. Love what Mariota's doing. And love, love, you know, RJ and I spoke, and we spoke about how these run-based offenses, because the NFL, seem, seemingly every D.C. is spending the entire year trying to figure out how to stop the pass. That teams like Atlanta, the Giants, Seattle, Tennessee are succeeding on the ground.
0: Mm. Yeah. What, would you, what do you think about those division odds? The Bucks minus 135, Falcons plus 210, Saints plus 550.
2: I think the Saints are the value player. I have to look at the schedules, but let's think about it. Atlanta was supposed to win four and a half games. Mm -hmm. Saints were supposed to win nine. Well, Andy Dalton appears to be a capable quarterback, and Kamara appears now to be a capable running back. Saints, um, the fact that they were preseason expectations, I know Tampa is going to be down all year long. I know Atlanta's played better than the Saints year to date, but I do think the Saints are the better team.
1: Uh, the next five for the Saints, Ravens at Steelers, Rams at Niners, at Bucks. So they'll have a chance to prove it uh, mm-hmm. if they're for real. Uh, they, they also have a game at the Eagles and at the Browns, the Deshaun Watson-led Browns late in the season. Mm.
0: And The one thing I will say about the Saints is Camara's court case got pushed back into November, and if there's charges that – the NFL could wind up suspending this guy.
2: By the way, Kamara got in trouble here right here in Las Vegas yes. at the Cromwell. Yeah, And I've been to the Cromwell. It's the old
0: Barbary Coast. It's very, very small.
2: It's a very, very small, intimate, cool setting and um i could see getting in trouble with the cromwell in fact i would recommend it for all the all the single <laughs> people out there um have dinner at Giadas and then head up to that Dre's nightclub and you might get into some trouble but i i almost assure you you will have a fun time at the cromwell it's funny do you agree they got nice sweets too
1: do you agree if the saints had lost this game and they were sitting at 2 and 6 in a bad division would they trade Kamara? it feel like it almost feel like they'd be sellers right now yeah. uh and just winning that game against the Raiders, and the fact that the division has just been so mediocre this season at three and five, you look at yourself and you go,
2: well, "We're
1: hanging in." Maybe, yeah. maybe it's a long they're shot. Saying there's but maybe. a chance, yeah, that's kind of how it feels. You
2: know, we were we were talking, do I want to bet the Saints plus five fifty? And the problem is, I already bet my balls off over seven and a half, <laughs> and they're not going to win the division with seven. They might with eight wins, but not you with seven. Got to get eight. I got to get eight already, and it's like at, at some point. I bet enough on the Saints team. I don't need to invest anymore.
0: Updated total is seven flat.
2: So you're saying I can kind of like under get my
0: out. under minus one twenty over even. Money.
2: I might have to like. I, I was thinking it was going to be like six and a half. To Used to the over at seven.
1: You Ooh. you might bail. Yeah. That, that, that,
2: why? And people are like well, you can get it's a Polish middle. You can apologies to the Polish American people. I think I probably have a small amount of Polish blood in me that. Actually, maybe not. But the bottom line is I have no problem playing these Polish medals. If I think I've got the wrong side on something, I will absolutely get rid of it. And ideally, like here I can get sided. I can't lose both bets. I would be reluctant to play an under six and a half. But if I don't like the Saints, but maybe I got to look more in the Saints and their health.
1: All right, that is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time Super Contest champion, joins us every Tuesday to recap Monday Night Football and look ahead to the week. And we will talk to Steve again to preview Thursday Night Football on Thursday morning. So, Steve, enjoy your Wednesday off, and we'll talk to you on Thursday morning.
2: I'm going to go bet the Washington Commodores
0: plus the Oh, just ass. pass. Just pass. Used to be, uh, do you remember the old George Foreman, uh, Meineke car care commercials? Yeah. Where it was like, you're not going to pay a lot but you'll get a lot. Now replace Meineke with Heineke, and that's the motto for the there Washington you go. Commanders.
2: I would go have a Heineken <laughs> to celebrate the bet, but I'm not allowed. Heineken a- zero? AJ has forbidden me. You, did you hear this, Scott? I can no longer have creamer in my coffee. You nope. got Creamer, gotta, creamer gotta has gotta been. The what's the update?
1: What's, what's
0: the weight at? 188. wish 188? One, 194.
1: Oh, oh, you got a healthy this lead.
0: This nice. So as soon as you get down to 184, 80 it's over yes which okay.
2: means it's over at 184 because i'm one one Correct me if I'm wrong with your your MMA experience, an hour in a hot tub will shed me three pounds. In a sauna. I, in a sauna, not I, I a could want to go a hot tub. No, not a yeah. hot tub.
1: <laughs> what? If you said today, I've got to be 180 tomorrow, we'd have you at 180 tomorrow.
2: Yeah, but I'd be sick as a dog. And then sure. It, but you'd take me to the emergency room. Well, no, 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 no. We're going to do it legitimately. Okay. We Let me ask you a I'm question. Not fighting taking,
0: the, keep fighting a good fight. I'm not
1: taking
2: any of that like laxative, diuretic crap. <laughs> all why, all why, natural. why
0: do fighters in a sauna. Take, uh, use a credit card to wipe off the the sweat on themselves. Why not? Is right. it because the sweat is cooling down your body, so you're you you
1: wiping it off? You just so want to get it out of the way and let it, like you don't want it to reabsorb into your body because your pores uh, are opened yeah. up. So you just want to get it away from you. And so no water at all none. comes if, back
0: in.
2: If I, if I do the manscape thing, will I lose like, like a tenth of a pound?
1: I mean, honestly, if
0: you, you, if shave, you shave your, your head. head, it's a half pound. Yeah.
2: Why doesn't every fighter do that?
0: They do. Most
1: most <laughs> do.
2: Would a boxer? Does the hair have any like? Does it help like absorb any of the blow at all?
1: Um, I guess it could. I, I've I've never really uh, I, I've never had that option. So. <laughs> I, but if
2: you had like an enormous like afro that you that, 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 that you grew out, yeah, would would that not act as? I a mean, how many
0: times absorber? you get hit absorber? the top of the head?
2: I don't know. It seems like every, you get hit everywhere when I watch these guys.
0: Yeah.
1: I will say I saw there was a one time on the Ultimate Fighter a girl who was going to miss weight, and if you miss weight on the Ultimate Fighter, they kick you out of the house. And she had these big long dreadlocks. She shaved the whole head. She shaved them off. Like she, she, lost she, half she shaved half of Juneau's it. Style? She shaved half of it, so okay. she still had the dreads on one side. <laughs> she but she lost a quarter of and, pound. More than that, like because these, I mean, her hair was long and heavy, so she she made her weight though. And
2: I've got you know, a haircut scheduled for Friday.
1: I I just tell them, like if you normally go a number two, go number one.
0: You could be like me, nice and yeah, nice and little. It's a fade. nice uh, tight fade. Get rid of the bracelet. Stop wearing get a bracelet. Rid of the ring, exactly. Or... Yeah. Suck
2: at wishnab. No. See if that's <laughs> gotta pay.
0: World Series Game Three is tonight. AJ, and no, this is not a replay of yesterday morning's podcast. Yes, World Series Game Three is tonight because of the rain out. and I actually think it was a good decision by Major League. Put a baseball. roof on your stadium already. It's Philadelphia. Come on, yeah. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, my ass. <laughs> I love that show. Um, it, it, it's, this is something that has happened pretty much every time Philadelphia has played in the World Series, by the way. It uh, happened m- most famously 2008, where it took them three days to finish game five against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, but anyway, this rain out yesterday, I think, benefits the Phillies more so than the Astros. Okay, do tell. Because yesterday you and I talked about taking the over four and a half runs in the first five innings. Yeah. A lot of it had to do with Noah Syndergaard and the and yeah, Lance colors as well. And by the way, I still might like an over tonight. But the Phillies were planning on going with pretty much a bullpen game. Syndergaard was getting the start. He was going to get pulled after probably 3 innings of work. Or you, you never know. The guy goes out there and throws three no hit innings. They're going to leave him in for the fourth and see how he's doing. But and if the Phillies are up five nothing, they leave him in anyway. That was the plan going in. Now with this, with the game pushed back and Major League Baseball announcing that they're going to keep the travel day, meaning that Friday is a travel day, game five or game six, excuse me, is pushed back to Saturday the Phillies pitching staff lines up much better now. They're going to go Ranger Suarez tonight in game three. They're going to go Aaron Nola in game four. Nola was the game one starter. Nola's going to go in game four. And then in game five, they're going to go with either Noah Syndergaard, who was scheduled to start yesterday, or if Syndergaard has to come in in relief, Over the course of the next two days, they'll start Kyle Gibson in game number five. And then they're going to push Zach Wheeler back to game six to give him an extra day of rest. Which it looks like he needs it. Yeah, because he did have a drop in velocity over his last start. I have a feeling, though, that if it gets to the point where the Phillies are down three games to one, they lose the next three games. I think you're going to see Zach Wheeler in game five. I think – Well, actually, no. It would be if they lose the next two games. I'm sorry. If they lose the next two games and they're down three games to one – He comes back for game five. Zach Wheeler's throwing game five. I'll say this. You don't have your season on the line and not have your best pitcher on the mound.
1: I think generally you're right because the the Astros are not – they're, they're going to stick with a four-man rotation. They're not
0: changing anything. It's going to be
1: Lance McCullers and then – Christian and Javier. Christian Javier. And, but the the reality – and this, while this is a better situation than it was for the Phillies – the Astros still have the pitching advantage almost every – no matter who takes the mound, every game they're going to have a pitching advantage. So that that doesn't change. It just changes how much of a pitching advantage the Astros have. And Mm -hmm. In this game, the line is shorter. Astros minus 115 favorites on the road. uh, Now versus – I mean, last night with Syndergaard, it it was uh, – 160 maybe? 125, 130, something like that. So it was – I mean, we're seeing a – okay, a little more respect – in the market for Philly with the with this adjustment but it still feels like every game the Astros are likely to have the pitching edge um I'm not saying that it's a a foregone conclusion that the Astros win this thing but I I do think that the Astros are still the much better team here
0: but I agree with you that this it, it only is advantageous to the Phillies my prediction was Astros in six I'm not backing off Astros in six uh, I do think Philly now has uh, the opportunity to take two of these three games in, in Philadelphia with with the pitching matchups lined up the way that it is, and so we're going to see you know this be a what three two. Phillies lead possibly going back. So to then you Houston. would say Astros in seven if that's I just said possibly. I'm not oh, okay. backing off my selection. All right. When you make a pick, AJ, you stand by your oh, pick until it's dead. Until it's dead. <laughs> but I think that the Phillies have an opportunity here to take two of the next three games. Okay. With the way that the pitching lines up because it's not going to be Nola Wheeler in six, seven, you know, or, or Nola yeah. pushed back to five. Like having. Suarez three Nola four, I think puts the Phillies in a much better situation here in this series than they were having to throw Noah Syndergaard in Game three. So do you think they take it tonight with Suarez? I'd lean closer to them. Yeah, I would. Okay, I actually like. I actually think that the over is the safer play. To be honest with you,
1: yeah. Yesterday when I thought that this this game was going to be a bullpen game for the Phillies, I, I thought the over was very safe. Uh, now I, I don't have as, as good of a feel for it. So it, I mean, again, I, I look for reasons not to bet baseball, so I'll, I'll do that once again, but yesterday I thought there was a, a spot and, in, and in the, the situation with, with them, you know, basically saying we're going to, our starters going to go three innings and then we're going mm-hmm. to try to piece it together. It felt like a good opportunity for a lot of early runs here. The totals moved up to eight.
0: Um, so yeah, I'm, But I'm the a... under is juiced, so I'd be curious by the time we get the first pitch tonight, if this thing, if money comes in and it trickles down to seven and a half. I don't know. Like I said, the under is juiced right now at minus 120, but to me, I think McCullers is hittable, and the Phillies have just been so hot at home this postseason. This is the game that they have to have if they want to win this World Series. That's what you know.
1: Everyone said, "Well, the Phillies haven't lost a game at home yet. The Astros haven't lost a game on the road in the playoffs <laughs> yet. Like it's, it's,
0: something's got to give, I suppose." But if you're asking me, do I feel more comfortable with the Phillies scoring runs against McCullers, Javier, or Verlander? Even though I know Verlander's had his issues, and and you know he was staked to a five nothing lead, and, and and that was that uh, he saw he waved goodbye to that one. I, I think this is the game they have to have. McCullers, and it's funny you said he's
1: hittable. He's been, I think he's just been – his issue this season has been his health because when he's been out there, he's been phenomenal. Uh, a two-two-seven ERA on the season, I mean, he has been filthy. It's just a matter of if he's out there. So the fact that he's going to be out there, and the Yankees touched him a little bit uh the mariners that remember he's the guy who pitched who started that 18 inning game yeah uh
0: and they they just they were overmatched so i guess it depends on on which version of McCullough shows well, up to me uh, i'm i'm maybe i'm basing it off the last thing that i've seen cuz the last time i saw him take the mound he gave up runs early yeah and, and i think the phillies with this offense with this lineup they're going to be able to do it again how can i give you the, the same prediction that i gave you from yesterday's show give me that prediction yesterday's show i said Kyle Schwarber walks, and Reese Hoskins hits a two-run home run. I'm going to give you the same prediction. Bottom of the first inning, Schwarber walks, Hoskins two-run shot. Phillies up 2-0. All
1: right. (laughs) Uh, McCullers saw the Phillies this season. In fact, it was his last regular season start. Six innings, one earned run, five strikeouts. But... Astros scored zero runs, mm. so he took the
0: L that day, and that was a, a a NOLA start for the Phillies. Also in that start, he gave up a home run in the first inning. He did. To Kyle Schwarber. Yep. So it's not going to be Schwarber. It's going to hit the home run. It's going to be Hoskins. The okay. home Okay. That's what we're going to do. We're going to book on Hoskins at the home run. I have right now a ticket on Jeremy Pena to win the MVP. Do you think I'm live or no? No. Probably not, right? I mean, you know what? I shouldn't say no.
1: I mean, you're certainly more live than me, uh, who said Verlander. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I, I'd say it's a it's a long shot, but you're you're I wouldn't say you're dead because I mean anybody can have a good two or three game run, and I think when you're talking about a, a long series, games four, five, six count more in voters' minds than games one, two,
0: three. So I come that is a hundred percent accurate. It, if if Jeremy Pena has a monster game six or five and six to clinch the series, then yeah, he's uh, whoever that player is. Right now, Kyle Tucker is your favorite. He had that two home run game. Yeah, yeah. In first, you know, Kyle Tucker is your favorite. Framber Valdez is the second favorite, but he's cheating. Yeah, switching gloves, touching his palm, Change his shoes. Alex Bregman is next at seven to one. Bryce Harper eight to one. My bet. On, I had 17 to 1 on Jeremy Pena. Let's see what the live line is on Jeremy Pena. 15 to 1. I got some CLV here. Look at you. You've got it all figured out. <laughs> you you've be, you've beat the game, friend. Reese Hoskins, 25 to 1. If there was a Philly that I would sprinkle on, it would be him right now.
1: All right. We have Tuesday night MAC football. MACTION about is time. back, baby. Been waiting for it. And honestly, we've got a couple good matchups Ball State. At Kent State, uh, Ball State sitting at two and two in conference, uh, and Kent State, who I was high on at the beginning of the year, not as high on now, also sitting at two and two in conference. Two offenses that hum, defenses that meh, show up when they feel like showing up. Should be a fun start to the max season, whatever is to go down. And really, it's kind of the, the, uh, a mirror match. In the second game, just with a little bit better teams, Buffalo and Ohio. In the second game, Buffalo four and zero in conference. Ohio three and one. So they are one and two in the MAC East right now. And again, these are two of the elite offenses in the MAC. Defenses have been good so far; haven't really been tested. Uh, I think that this should, both, both these games could have a lot of points. I, I, I think Buffalo is better. Than I thought they were. Uh, I, I I tend to lean. I'll, I'll say I don't want I don't want to make a firm line on the or firm uh, opinion on this, but at minus three on the road, I lean to Buffalo and probably lean to Ball State catching seven on the road. Do we just blindly
0: go maxing overs? Feels like a s- s- smart idea. I want to Usually, I want to do it tonight. I want to bet over in both of these games. Well, let's do it. Let's root for points. It's an action, crazy.
1: Yeah, things happen. what, what we? It's gonna be 28-21. All we gotta do. Half. Listen, here's the warning: check the weather, because that's one thing mm-hmm. that'll happen on these MAC games. Is there in there? A lot of them are in the. I mean, as most of them are in Ohio, <laughs> as you may uh, have have noted by the name of the conference, most of them happen in Middle America where the winds tend to get gusty. I thought this was the Metro
0: Atlantic. No, wrong. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's the, the Mac. That's the Mac. That's it. yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. It's the Mac versus the Mac.
1: But either way, Ball State, like I said, seven-point dogs <laughs> at Kent State. The total in that one, 50, or excuse me, 62. And if you want to get involved in that Buffalo-Ohio game, Ohio three-point home dogs, 58.5 is the total there. That's important because 59 is a pretty key number in college football totals. So, if you like the over, fifty eight, try and
0: get that 58.5 instead of 59. Let's root for points here and some fun action, baby. It's back.
1: Let's do a look ahead and let's start with the association, the Brooklyn Nets. One-point home favorites against the Bulls. The Thunder favored probably won't say that a lot this year thunder three-point favorites at home against the orlando magic the golden state warriors miami heat we got to pick them in miami tonight And the Minnesota Timberwolves catching five points on the
0: road at Phoenix. We got a heavy slate on the ice, AJ. Rangers hosting the Flyers. New York, a heavy minus 250 favorite. Total of six. Could be a battle of two of the top goaltenders in the NHL. Uh, Hart's been playing tremendous hockey for the Flyers. Don't know, though, if Shesterkin will be in net for the Rangers because... He's played the last couple of games in a row, and so we're expecting a Carter Hart-Igor Shesterkin matchup. Might not get it. Might be Yaroslav Halak for the Rangers tonight. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But the total of six, I think it's because the market thinks we're going to get a Hart-Shesterkin matchup. The Senators are at the Lightning. Tampa Bay minus 205. Total of six and a half. The Golden Knights visit the Capitals. Vegas minus 135. Washington playing Second out of a back-to-back. They uh, last night losing uh, in a shootout to Carolina playing without both John Carlson and TJ Oshie. So uh, the injuries could be piling up here for the Caps. Could be a fade spot here against the Golden Knights. who are 8-2 on the season. Total of 6 in that one. Islanders are at the Blackhawks. New York minus 190. Total of 6. Canadians visit the Wild. Minnesota minus 250. Total of 6.5. The Bruins are 8-1 to start the year. They are underdogs in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. Pittsburgh minus 115, total of six and a half. The Kings, who won last night convincingly over St. Louis 5-1, to one. they will travel to Dallas and the Stars minus 140, total of six. Kraken are in Calgary to take on the Flames. Flames are minus 250, total of six. Predators in Edmonton to take on the Oilers. Edmonton minus 170 with a total of six and a half. Panthers visit the Mullet Arena. To take on the Coyotes, in case you're wondering, the first two home games for the Coyotes, two losses, both by identical 3-2 scores. So maybe the road teams are pretty angry about not having a dressing room. Uh, Panthers minus 267, total of 6.5. Devils visit the Canucks, New Jersey minus 125, total of 6.5. AJ, the travel from Newark to Vancouver, fifth longest travel in the NHL. Ooh. What's the longest? The longest would be, uh, it's got to be Edmonton to Boston, I think. Okay. And it's not by much. I think it's like a less than a hundred mile difference, but I believe Edmonton to Boston is the longest travel. Because uh, it, it would be Edmonton and Vancouver, anywhere, yeah. pretty much anywhere in the Pacific Northwest of this country or in Canada, and then traveling to the East Coast. Uh, one final game: Ducks are at the Sharks, San Jose minus 135 with a total of six. That's your look ahead for tonight, November 1st, as the calendar has shifted. Uh, crazy where the time has flown by. We've been doing straight out of Vegas AM now for, was it two months, AJ? Yeah, getting there. It seems like we are almost at uh, milestones when it comes to downloads and listens, so we thank you for being a part of our show each and every morning and for helping us be a part of your day, helping you start your day off with a winner, as we say. It'd be cool if you'd tell your friends, though. Yeah, Yeah, definitely spread the word. And uh, you know what? We're going to continue to help you out, and we're going to continue to give away some discounts. If you go to pregame.com, you want to get yourself a package, want to get yourself a daily pick, take 20% off. On us. That's nice. How? Use the promo code AJ20. How's that? That's good, but why'd you say it's on us when it's clearly on me? Well, exactly. Uh,
1: Yeah, this is me being generous to
0: you guys, not Scott. Okay, AJ20. (laughs) That's the promo code because the 20% off is on AJ. I'll give out 20% now. But I've been giving out 50%. 50, $50 That's true. You've been helping, helping people out. You're me. right. Come you're on. right. All right. It's my turn Four to look like eight. the good guy. Yeah. You're always the good guy. We know that. AJ20 is the promo code. Go to pregame.com. Any package you want, get yourself a daily package or a season-long subscription, whatever you choose. Pregame.com, promo code AJ20. For AJ Hoffman, hit him up on Twitter at AJIsTheReal. I'm Scott Sidenberg. Hit me up at Scott'sOnAir. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review straight out of Vegas AM, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you tomorrow, straight out of Vegas AM.